Hey, welcome to Be Your Brilliance podcast. Super excited today. We get to have the talented, beautiful Haley Lewis with us, who's going to help us dive into a little bit of the topics that might be centered around kind of young women and just kind of the the obstacles that women are facing, young girls, um, and super excited to get into this and share some inspiration. So stay tuned. guest here who is one of my most favorite people mm-hmm. on the planet. Seriously, Haley Lewis. Aww. Yes, I'm so excited. We, we've asked her to hang out with us today and talk about some aspects of life that would apply to the younger generation. Mm-hmm. And knowing this woman, knowing what she actually says on a regular basis, who she influences and how she does it, I'm really excited about this podcast. Mm-hmm. So Me Haley, too. let's uh, tell everybody who you are. Awesome. Thanks so much, Crystal. That's so sweet. Yeah, Um, yeah, so my name's Haley Lewis, as you said before. I'm Mm -hmm. 19 years old from Kelowna, um, and I'm a singer. So I love to sing, um, write music, and just write in general to help impact people, especially the next generation of people. Um, I'm also a music teacher, so I teach people how to sing, Mm -hmm. but especially girls and young girls is Mm -hmm. kind of my favorite. My kids. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which are beautiful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're so awesome. So yeah, that's kind of a bit about me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So Mm -hmm. glad you could be here. And for those that remember, we've had your mom on here too. Yeah, that's so true. (laughs) Amazing. That's so true. Uh, And um, yeah, I'm excited about this because I really want to jump in a little bit around like coming, obviously, you know, Crystal and I have lots of conversations Mm -hmm. about life and our perspective, but you know, that's not going to encompass everyone. And so kind of really looking at the younger generation and, Mm -hmm. you know, what's this world been like for, you Mm -hmm. know, the past, you know, particularly two years, but even the culture of, of the world right now around social media and, you know, mm. the comparison of things. And I'm just, I'm excited to jump in and get a little perspective. Yes, um, me too. So that, you know, obviously that helps us all navigate as, as, as not just as a, maybe a mother and, you know, an aunt. A or, really awesome aunt. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Um, but also just because you are, you're in the adult world, right? So it's, you know, there's, it, it, it's, I think sometimes as people get older, you know, there's a lot of labeling that goes on, like, oh, that's a millennial, right? And there's just huge judgment around capacity or entitlement or, you know, a lot of negative. And I think, you know, as, as a person now moving into that generation of, you know, being maybe in the <laughs> later years of my life. <laughs> when you um, look nah. so young. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think it's important that we have those conversations too mm-hmm. because, we're, you know, we're, we're, we are of the workforce. We're of the, um, you know, it's, we're going to cross it at, you know, your doctor's office. You might have a doctor that's younger than you. you True. Know, you might have cool. a, you know, a teacher or a coach or, a, you mm-hmm. know, whatever that might be. And so, you know, what do those perspectives look like? What is, you know, how is the world shaping you in terms of um, the time and the era that you were you know, you grew up in, right? I think I want to start with a, you know, sort of a little bit of a guidance question. Um, cause I met Haley two years ago 
Um, and you have evolved and grown and gone through so many unique life experiences just in two years. So who, who were you then, let's say when you graduated Mm -hmm. and what were some of the, let's say just some of the highlights over the last two years of the things that have impacted you and, and changed you? Mm-hmm. The last couple of years. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so the highlights in the last two years, obviously the elephant in the room, right? COVID nineteen mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, has been like a huge, a huge thing over the past two years. And I think one mm-hmm. of the highlights for me was seeing um, like this crazy pandemic happening and like tearing down like my social structure and mm-hmm. all of my friends and everyone um, just going their separate ways. And then through that, though, finding like a community of people that mm-hmm. were willing to say, no, I want to continue to live my mm-hmm. life as a free man or a free woman. Mm-hmm. And that's how I met you, mm-hmm. Crystal, True. and how I met um, most of my really great friends actually now. So that was a huge highlight. And uh, I went on a trip to Panama mm-hmm. with Crystal as mm-hmm. well and my mom and some other friends. And it was crazy because everyone mm-hmm. was saying, you can't travel, la, la, la. And it was just so cool to see, no, like we could. Yeah, <laughs> like true. we still kind of made it happen. Yeah. And I think that's the whole point um, that this next generation coming up, I feel doesn't quite have a grasp on that the other generations did, which is like fighting for what you believe in and not Mm -hmm. giving up on yourself, on other people Mm -hmm. um, and what's going on inside of you. Like I know a huge thing right now is like mental health and anxiety Mm -hmm. and how real it is. And um, it's such a real thing, but I think one of the biggest problems with it, I guess would be like the container we put it in instead of saying like, Hey, I want to work through this. I want Mm -hmm. to work beyond this. And that's not for every case. Absolutely not. But I think there are a lot of cases where there are circumstantial things in our life. And when you're young, like, especially I see young kids who are like 13, 14, who, um, like, I'm like, if I had your home life right now, I don't even think I'd be doing half as good as you are. Um, but then because of the container of mental health, it goes all into mental health and they feel that they have to live and accept this mm. for the rest of their life. When mm. I think it's so important to challenge that work through it and then see where you're at. And mm. if you have worked through so much stuff and it's still there, then looking at like it being something as a mm. diagnosis. Sorry. I know that's not a highlight. I just had a conversation this morning about that. So cool. it just, I think it's actually cool. great because mm-hmm. I mean, it goes down to labeling. I see that a lot of my office, right? Mm-hmm. It's like when we get a label of something, we identify with it that we so much that we, we call it, you know, my anxiety or my depression mm, or my disease rather than I think what you're talking about is as a season, there might be circumstances, environment, mm-hmm. situation that's contributing, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, if you're growing up in a, an environment that's maybe unsafe or, or inconsistent or, you know, the parents are going through, you know, change or, or never mind the world, right? Mm-hmm. That, you know, rather than seeing that it's a, it's a response to the situation and a justified response, but working through that process mm-hmm. rather than, like you said, creating it as a label or an identity, which then it means that you're filtering every experience of your life going forward through that lens of, well, this is who I am, mm-hmm. rather than this is an experience I'm going through. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a good point. wonder what, you know, it's interesting because I you know, and there's sort of a, it's generational. I'm like, okay, what helped me? stay out of depression all of my life like mm-hmm. wh- what are the characteristics and the traits and the things that I learned in my upbringing that helped me to keep myself out of that hole mm-hmm. you know 
so what would you what do you think is is some things that we could actually uh, you know be insightful on to help some of the younger children right now mm-hmm. younger younger people like all ages under 19 i would say mm-hmm. um to to yeah. learn how to dig themselves out i was going to say just and Haley, i want your um opinion on this of course um but my thought would be it's perspective right i mean i think um you know, one of the challenges I would say, and, and this is, uh, again, my perception, you know, when I grew up, we didn't have cell phones, mm-hmm, right? True. So there might have been situations, maybe bullying at school or mm, difficult times, but when I came home, it was shut off, right? Mm-hmm. There wasn't, there were times when all those things you could, you can disconnect from mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my perception is that maybe now one of the biggest challenges is there is an escape, right? Like you're still being bullied online, on social media, mm-hmm. you know, that those, um, there's no reprieve. So it's yeah. hard to have perspective. A br- like a break I know for it. me, when I'm in a stressful situation or a, a season or a time, like I need to escape, like I need to go away. I need to be able to process because it's really hard to gain perspective mm-hmm. on your reality when you're in it. Mm. So if you can't get out of it because it is in every, you know, inter- interaction or or environment, I imagine that perspective would be hard to get. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. that something that you mm-hmm. again that's my perspective mm-hmm. living in a different generation? But is that something that you experience or you recognize even? Or is it just because it's so normal, it's hard to comprehend right. it being different? Yeah, no, absolutely. I definitely do do recognize that. I know last year I was going through such a hard time. And I think one of the things was, too, is what you said. There was never any reprieve and never any shutting it off. Like you go home, you like school was all online because of COVID. Mm -hmm. Then plus you have your phone. And if you have your phone and you can like call someone right away, text, it's all this like instant flooding of information in your face now, 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 now. It's almost like this distraction and this thing that's feeding you instead of stopping and thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I was going through some health stuff too. So I was sitting in the doctor's office quite a bit. And um, I went, what would I be doing right now if I wasn't on my phone? Like, like right now I would be sitting Sitting. in this office, thinking about my life, thinking about my morality, thinking Mm -hmm. about, um, my faith, thinking about my, like I'd actually like making a plan. Like I would actually be contemplating so much because I have so much time sitting here in -hmm. this office and what am I doing with it instead of creating, I'm consuming. Mm -hmm. And I think the whole point of this next generation that they're creating is they're creating a generation of consumers, not creators. And, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think even we hear, like, if you listen to music that's on the radio, now versus even 10 years ago versus 20 versus 30 the authenticity of that music is so different like if I listen to way older music it moves me in a different way I can't explain Mm -hmm. but I think that's because you had real instruments in the room Mm -hmm. Um, you had real people that had to actually hone their vocals and craft because auto-tune maybe was there a bit but it wasn't there to save you the whole way (laughs) right and um, people like I had one of my music teachers, his name was Connor Murdoch and he inspired me so much. And I remember uh, asking him, how did you get to this excellence? Like Mm -hmm. it was like, could play any instrument, pick it up, knew all this sheet music, Mm -hmm. perfect pitch, all this stuff. And he said, it's really not that hard. I just don't play video games. And I wasn't grown up around a phone because all that time I would have used, even when you're tired, it's either you're going to go to bed to get a good sleep for the next day or I'm going to stay up and keep practicing my craft rather than keep doing a video game because Mm -hmm. it's your passion. So 
Interesting. I, yeah. So mm-hmm. I do think that that's like huh. definitely a huge thing. The mm-hmm. phones, like what it's you're saying, distraction. it's, it's a, distraction. Yeah, it's a good point. I have my nephews coming to mm-hmm. visit for two weeks. And they're going to really love me by the time they leave. That's for sure. Life lessons, as you said. Yeah. Needless <laughs> yeah. to say, there's we we don't actually get to watch movies at nighttime here mm-hmm. because yeah. we share the house with amazing people, and uh, noise is not supposed to be. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and they're being so respectful. I'm like, yeah. what am I going to do with them at nighttime? And it's light out. We're going to be out till whatever doing mm-hmm. our thing. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, good. We'll read books to each mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. Do you think these, you know, <laughs> 10, 12, 14-year-old boys are going to love it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to actually let them come up with some ideas. Yeah. But that's a good point, and that's mm-hmm. what I'm looking forward to, is taking them off. The, you know, these guys actually are, my nephews are all outdoors guys too, mm-hmm. and it's not often they're on their, their stuff, yeah. but it is a default, mm-hmm. right? So it's fun to be able to, um, not even just fun, but it's so healthy to mm-hmm. be able to take, take that step back and cultivate like you said the depth the authenticity the the you know yeah contemplation of things that you wouldn't mm. right? it is almost yeah. like a programming right like mm. like you said um i notice it in my kids it's like kids don't know how to be bored you know mm. and, oh yeah and there's an element where it's like if i'm bored there's a problem mm. like i need some entertainment and I'm always like, boredom is where creativity comes from. Absolutely. Like, where does innovation come from? It's when you're sitting there and it's like you're past the point of like, okay, I don't want to do nothing. I don't want to sit here and just, you know, look at the wall. So I'm going to create something to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, boredom, I think, is it's seen almost as a negative now. Like, how dare, you know, a child be bored? Like, mm-hmm. but... I think as, you know, that's the part of innovation and creation and growth and imagination and, you know, where would we be if if we were always entertained all the time? We wouldn't have all the things that we look around in the technology. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That all came out of someone's creativity and imagination, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I've often thought, and and I've probably said this before, if not on a podcast and, you know, in a conversation, (laughs) that I do think distraction is probably one of the Mm -hmm. greatest... um, I'm not going to say evils, but one of the greatest hang-ups, limitations um, in a person's life because it keeps us from, you know, from inspiration. It keeps us from growth, you know, whatever it is that our Mm -hmm. heart is wanting to lead us to. Um, And I don't necessarily think that's by mistake. Yeah, I think Mm -hmm. that there's, you know, like you said, Mm -hmm. creating a a generation of consumers You don't want a lot of creativity and, mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe thinking outside the box. Right? Yeah. Well, I know just to touch on that point, like, I think coming back to like our humanity, cause you're right. Like if you're distracted all the time, it's like coming back to like what, what you need and even like what makes us a human, like stopping to like actually breathe. Like most people, I was reading a statistic, most people only breathe like 30% of like the oxygen they need every single day and like most people only use 10% of their brain every single day in their creativity Mm -hmm. um and I just thought that that's so sad because imagine how high I know Crystal uses this word a lot elevation Mm -hmm. imagine how high our collective elevation could be Mm -hmm. or even your Mm -hmm. elevation as an individual Mm -hmm. if you just take the time to get into yourself to actually like tap into who you are and take that time like I went to uh, a few yoga classes last week and I just couldn't believe it like being still 
and like not and mm-hmm. my mind's just racing the whole time mm-hmm. and they're like just relax your thoughts and I'm like why this should not be that hard to just <laughs> to just like sure. relax and not think and not do um and not be under this pressure to mm-hmm. like to entertain to be entertained to be on 24 7 because mm-hmm. uh, it's like even European cultures I had some exchange student friends uh, I met a few years back and they were saying how it's so different and how they were super overwhelmed being over here because of how stimulating everything was yes, and how it is like there you like go to the market and you get your groceries and like you talk to everyone and people mm-hmm. know each other and it's just very like mm-hmm. one thing at a time mm-hmm. and they say that they are like they um they get a lot done over there and that the success and they said their grades just dropped like crazy over here and they couldn't keep up but over Hmm. and they said that they thought it would be the opposite because there's so much more going on over here Mm. they thought oh it must be easier to just get everything done and everything's moving so fast and Hmm. they were like no actually it's Hmm. like the opposite of what I thought because everything's moving so quickly Mm -hmm. rather than being grounded yeah um, which is really important so that's interesting you say because that's obviously that you know they have access to all of the same devices and technology Mm -hmm. that we have so what do you think is the difference in maybe the the perception or the the generation? What do you think is the difference in how we're using these things or what is accepted as being normal mm-hmm. um, that maybe is part of the problem, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it, um, I mean, obviously the, the product is anxiety, mm-hmm. overwhelm. Yeah. Mm, um, but what is it that makes our culture need to be so fast-paced or mm-hmm. need to be stimulated? Mm-hmm. I mean... Um, I would, I mean, well, and I would say just in general, I'm like, okay, what's that for me? Mm -hmm. Like, what's that for me? It would be fear of missing out, Mm. not knowing enough. (laughs) FOMO. Yeah. Like, what am I missing out on? Mm -hmm. Somebody else is going to do it. I want to do it. You know, um, you know, I, I need to know that I need to be ahead of things. I need to be whatever. It's sort of like, if I have access to the information, why wouldn't I want to know the information? Mm -hmm. Um, is sort of the mindset, I guess. Do you think that comes from a culture of competition? Like, oh yeah, hundred percent. We're going to miss out, or yeah, or 100%. somebody else. Is, it's because we. I mean, competition always means we've got to be better than someone else, right? It's mm-hmm. always at the expense of someone mm-hmm. else. I was telling my kids that it's like, well, you know, it's not about you know how you're doing in the rest of the class. It's how you're doing for yourself. Did you show up and do your best? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because that cultural idea means that it would breed those kind of things, right? Around, sure. I got to get on top of this. I got to be the first one. So, what would be the you know? So, what are the solutions to the FOMO and the competition? I'm I'm honestly processing this right now myself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, it would be just honestly comes back to fullness of self, mm-hmm. self esteem, mm-hmm. self love, acceptance of self, because. I don't need to compare myself to anybody if I'm in love with me. Mm-hmm. If I know me in any circumstance, mm-hmm. I don't need to know that to be good enough. I don't need to to have that to be good enough. I don't need to learn that or fear that I'm going to miss out on something. If I back it up, and like Haley was saying, if you just back it up and slow it down, ground yourself, get to know you, love you in those circumstances, and create create cultivate that mm-hmm. sense of self-worth and self-esteem right so then if we now does that make sense yeah okay i mean i think what's highlighting to me as you're saying that is this also faith right, right. good yeah. point yes like, exactly that's it. um 
yeah, I took Facebook off my phone uh, mm. probably a year ago or mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. And I took all my notifications off my phone and I don't watch the news. And people are like, well, you're not going to know things. You're not going to be, you know, things are going to happen in the world that you need to know. I'm like, you know what? If I need to know it, I'm going to, I'll be, someone will tell me yeah. or, you know, it's going to show up. Like God's going to make sure I know that information. Mm-hmm. Sure. So there's an element of like, we always feel like, well, if I don't do this, I'm going to be naive or I'm going to be, you know, I'm not going to understand what's happening. Um, but I, I also think there's a degree of, we have to have faith and trust mm-hmm. that, you know, mm-hmm. if we are, you know, in tune with ourselves and we're taking care of ourselves and we're loving ourselves, we also have to trust all the things that we don't have control over mm-hmm. Yeah, and that things are going to work out. Yeah. I think another like good point on this too is like making a decision, like finding out, like you were both saying who you are and then looking at culture and going, okay, this part inside of me actually doesn't align with what um, the culture is telling me and that's okay. And Mm -hmm. I can sit Uh, with that and I can go, that's fine that that's a difference. And it does not mean that I am crazy. Yeah, (laughs) It does not mean that I have an issue. What if the culture has an issue? issue. And I think any like inspirational person that we've seen like ever rise up over the years Mm -hmm. has gone, Hey, this inside of me, this conviction, this, whatever, it actually does not align with the culture. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go beyond Mm -hmm. it and around it. I'm not going to submit to something that does not seem right. That does not seem humane. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of these things that we're talking about, Mm -hmm. um, aren't humane. Good point. Um, and I think just realizing, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I can be successful, and a lot of the times the way to be successful is cutting out the things that aren't in alignment with who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's culturally appealing and this and that, mm-hmm. sometimes we need people, actually I think we always do need people who come out and break the norm yeah. and break through that culture because that's when change always happens, right. is when someone says, hey, no, 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 I'm willing to actually step out and break this cultural thing or attempt to. Mm-hmm. Um I think also it's being aware that, you know, oops, I got sucked in. You know, like one thing too is it's such a slippery slope with all this going on right now. Like you said, I I did also take my, I have two phones Mm -hmm. and I took Facebook off. I I only get on it online. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, a lot of the social medias I don't have on my phones. Mm -hmm. I don't have access. Um, And honestly, there are things I'm missing out on. Mm -hmm. Like there's people, hey, did you see that? Nope. Hey, did you get my message? Nope. But life's peaceful. Mm-hmm. You know, life is is a lot simpler and a lot more peaceful. And if I need to tap into it, I can tap into right. it consciously. Making a choice yeah, rather consciously. than being mm-hmm. bombarded yeah. without yeah. intention. I think that's a big part of it, it is, is making that choice. Mm-hmm. So like whether, yeah, whether it's the culture you want to be a part of or even just like who you want to become. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about before anxiety and stuff mm-hmm. or like certain things. I heard you say something before about how things are generational. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a huge thing. Like just because like your parents operate a certain way or this person has or this thing has happened to you doesn't mean you have to continue that you can Mm -hmm. like work through that and make Mm -hmm. that conscious decision Mm -hmm. and I think like a big part of the problem with this next generation is there's a lot of containers happening Mm -hmm. where I was reading an author and she was talking about how yeah being inside of like a container actually isn't good. Why do you have to contain yourself into a label? Like Mm -hmm. we have all these labels nowadays Mm -hmm. and like I understand like one side of it where it's good to be able to identify with something to say, Hey, like this is how I'm feeling. But I think the problem with the label is if you attach onto it and you cling onto it so 
so tightly to be your everything. There's no room to grow. Mm -hmm. There's no room to move with inspiration. There's Mm -hmm. not a whole lot of room for God to work. Whereas Mm -hmm. if you go, Hey, this is actually what I like where I'm at right now, who I am right now, but I'm open that in 10 years that could change and shift. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to hold on to this label, to this, whatever stigma so tightly. Mm -hmm. Um, then you have a lot more room. Um, and I think that is what the essence of being a human Mm -hmm. being is, is Mm -hmm. to change and to evolve and to grow. And then when you have children or you're inspiring Mm -hmm. other people, you can inspire them like in a way that isn't the way you've been from point A to point B. Because of what you've gone through. Yeah. And because what you've let yourself, um, go through and adapt and, and change. I think that's a big reason. Um, when I look at why people don't heal, Mm-hmm. And, and healing can be mm, obviously physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, we use it as like a, an excuse, right? And maybe it's not t- conscious, but when we identify as this is who I am and th- therefore this is the justification of why I live my life this way. Mm-hmm. Um, so we use it as a conscious or unconscious excuse as to why we don't have to participate, why I don't have to you know, grow from this, why I don't have to you know do whatever it is that I may be challenged to do because this is me and this is, you know, how I've identified myself. And again, I agree that there's, you know, having um, a label helps you understand where you're at, the mm-hmm. process you're in, but it's really meant to be, in my perspective, a way to say, okay, now we know how to address it. Now mm-hmm. we know what to focus on. Now mm-hmm. we know, you know, what are those uh, obstacles maybe that are, are common within that realm so mm-hmm. that we can actually overcome them as opposed to just saying, well, this is who you are and, you know, mm-hmm. live your life from that place. That's so good. Yeah, I kind of see it in in my mind as I've been doing like growing and healing as like pendulum swing, right? And you've got on one hand being like, no, I will not attach to any labels. I'm fine. I'm going to keep doing it. And and I've tried that. That never works. And then there's the other side of it where you're like, no, like you said, this is who I am forever. I'm holding on to this label. I finally found an identity. I have these limitations. Mm-hmm. And I think it it's just finding that place in the middle where you go, yeah, this is where I am. These are my limitations. Mm-hmm. But where do I want to be? Where do I want to go? What's the healing I can receive? Mm-hmm. Like, what can I do with this life? How can I come close? Closer to who I am and back to that humanness, mm-hmm. which I just think we're like, we're missing. Like I went online shopping the other day cause I never go online shopping. Mm-hmm. I always like to like go pick mm-hmm. things yeah. out, but life's been so busy. So I'm just like, I'll just go online. And I just couldn't believe it. It's like ever like, like there was not one person on the online site that was not Photoshopped or had fake boobs oh, or fake right. lips. It was, there was not one person that was just like, you are like, beautiful and obviously people are moving away from that mm-hmm. sort of um sort of I a think little bit more but it's it's kind of tough because then you go on some websites and it's totally embracing that and you have all different types of people on it and then other people go no well we want to cater to this type of woman mm-hmm. so then they do the fake boobs the whole thing the filter mm-hmm. and once again why can't we like come to a middle ground that's mm-hmm. like this is real um and this is like what real women look like Mm -hmm. you know because real women do not look like what we're seeing on the internet like if you look like if you look at a playboy magazine from i don't know the 50s versus a playboy magazine to now 
you'll say, well, what happened? Was there this new breed of women <laughs> that came mm-hmm. out? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, and it, yes. the, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah <there laughs> right. And there totally is. But I mean, just talking about strictly just the physicality mm-hmm. of a woman, right. like only, um, it's just one is like natural and in the actual mm-hmm. form. And the other one is Photoshopped mm-hmm. and revamped and changed. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that's always a problem at all. I think there's room for that, but I think it's when you're only seeing that, that now these young girls and women, it's like, of course they have anxiety because it's like all they see now is it's like this. And it's like, this is what I have to be and have to achieve. Mm-hmm. And I really just don't think that that's that's right do you feel i mean i'm curious to know i mean we just did a a podcast on Mm -hmm. body image and Mm -hmm. um you know our perception around that you which doesn't matter how old you are as a woman you're going to be aware Mm -hmm. of you know cultural perceptions around women what do you feel what is the thing that that you feel girls are are really having to deal with right now around body image around i mean obviously it's seeing all these images but what is that mm. product? What is, you know, how is, and I know you can't speak for the generation, but mm-hmm. what's your general theme or feeling when you're talking to, you know, your peers and, you know, girlfriends, like how are they, are they feeling convicted in themselves or are they feeling really pressured in it? Um, I would say the biggest one is it's this constant kind of ladder to like, this is what the perfect girl is that gets the man kind of thing Mm -hmm. and that it's this like I went out the other night because I used to go out a lot and I just went out for the first time in a Mm -hmm. few months because I've just not been into it I've been too busy I've been making music and stuff and I was like why does everyone look exactly the same why does every girl have like the same outfit but just Mm -hmm. inverted a tiny bit differently Mm -hmm. and like looking like I'm not kidding it was almost freaky like Mm -hmm. and I pointed out to my other friend I said am I going nuts or does everyone in the casino look the same as far as like mm-hmm. women from the age demographic mm-hmm. of I would say probably 23 to probably 30 mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um and in that demographic everyone looks the same and I can just guarantee you that not every girl feels the way that they're dressing appearing talking and with the friends that oh, they are of course, of course. because every and like the more that you heal mm-hmm. inside yourself and and look inside you realize how different you are from one place to the other, how much you have to contribute and offer and go, wow, I have a story and it's huge as Mm -hmm. an individual. And I Mm -hmm. thought my story was this from Mm -hmm. this perspective. And now I've taken time and I actually see it from a whole other perspective. Mm -hmm. So if my story has changed for myself and my own identity like this, and I'm figuring out who I am, imagine what it's like for each other person. And then you make your own judgment about Mm -hmm. everyone around you based on your own perspective on yourself a lot of the time, Mm -hmm. which I think is where we go wrong, because then we just assume that we know. Um, And then I think we just fall into this place of judgment as women, not only like it starts with Mm self-judgment, and it projects onto everyone around of us and Mm -hmm. around us. And then we go, okay, well, here we go. Let's put on this outfit. Let's do this thing. Mm -hmm. Let's, we have to go out to the bar. We got to do, we got to do all of these things to kind of, um, just like fit in Mm because maybe we're the one with the problem, but I really don't think so. I think everyone is just trying to, to make it in this life and that's a way mm -hmm. to cope. Um, and I just don't think it's the healthiest way to cope. And I'm not, I, and I've been there, like Mm -hmm. I've tried. And for me, I just went, Oh, screw it. (laughs) I can't do this. This is not, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one of the things, it's interesting, what comes up in my mind when you describe that scenario is 
we were just talking about the mass amount of influence through all these social media platforms Mm -hmm. and the consistency of what's being shared. Mm -hmm. So when you say, well, everybody's just sort of looking the same, well, that makes sense to me. The amount of exposure, unconscious exposure, Mm -hmm. that is happening in five different levels and conversations Mm -hmm. and whatever is literally like cattle putting them all into one little funnel going, hey, unconsciously, this is what you're supposed to look like. This is what mm. you're supposed to dress like. This is what you, because it's coming from all different directions, mm. but it's all very similar, right? right? Yeah. So it's, it's not, it's not a, even a conscious thing. It's like, yeah. oh, you're, you're just being bombarded psychologically by all of it everywhere mm-hmm. that makes the masses shift that way, yeah. right? With everything. And then at the same time, what, what crossed my mind was when you talk about self-esteem and self-love, which I really want to get on a little bit more when it comes to how do we cultivate that? How, mm-hmm. do, we, how do we actually... Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to just say this. Us three women sit here with some pretty good self-esteem and self-confidence. How did that happen? Mm-hmm. You know, And not all the time, trust yeah. me. Yeah. We all have our insecurities. But w- at the base foundation... We we love ourselves. We care about ourselves. We mm-hmm. we know we have a fullness about us, and we I take care of that on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So how how would somebody if they pulled themselves out of that little funnel, out of the exposure, mm-hmm. out of the stuff, detox themselves from the unconscious psychological programming, mm-hmm. pulled themselves out of it, and went, okay, how do I love myself without all that? Sitting yeah. in the office thinking about you know, yeah. I want to. Um I want to go into that. I just want to ask one question around what you were saying first, mm-hmm. um, which is just, you know, because it's, as you said, judgment. It mm-hmm. starts with judgment of ourself, which then, of course, then leads to judgment of others. Mm-hmm. Meaning when we're judging others, we're only doing that because we're really judging ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's a mirror. Um, really? What? So <laughs> but my question is, because in my observation, in my own experience, when I've been really, you know, conscious about maybe what I'm wearing or whatever, um, I find I'm dressing for women, not men. Oh, very true. My husband doesn't care what I wear. <laughs> I mean, he might tell me in certain things that I look really nice, but you know, he's not. He doesn't care what I wear. And I would say, if we, you know, ask most men, it's not that, you know, they're judging women around, you know, necessarily their appearance. I mean, it, it would be an attraction, maybe, but it's not. Um, but I feel like women are actually a lot more judgmental of each other, right? They're going to be <laughs> yeah. like, oh my gosh, you wore those shoes with that outfit. <laughs> or, true. you know, men aren't going to pick that up. They're not going to notice the color of your nails, you know, and is it related to your, you know, headband or, <laughs> you know, they're not going to notice, you know, whatever kind of outfit mm-hmm. did it perfectly match or is that tone in the right shade? You know, men are just going to get the, you know, general picture. And again, I'm generalizing. We're going to have men on here. So we're going to ask mm-hmm. that question. Yeah. Um, but uh, do you think that that's part of the process is that, you know, it also creates a culture of, of women who are judging each other, mm-hmm. like rather than being supportive, rather than rallying behind. And, and I also think that that takes confidence, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean, this is maybe part of the whole bullying conversation, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Do we, part, you know, do we say, no, that's not okay? Or do we just kind of get quiet and stand back? Or, mm-hmm. you know, that's part of that character of who we are, right? So. Mm-hmm. I guess my question is, yes, the solutions around it, but also, you know, where is that? Obviously, we have to look at the judgment in ourselves, but do you feel also that that it's coming actually, um, 
that, that it creates an environment where women and girls are more um, critical of each other, mm-hmm. which is so countercultural to the feminine, which is more about cooperation and nurturing, yeah. um, versus that it's actually even coming from men, even though you had mentioned that, you know, it's about, I got to have this persona, you know, to attract a man. Mm-hmm. I would agree 100% with mm-hmm. you that it is, that it is um, yeah, about... And like, yeah, looking good for other women, a hundred percent. I know, like, I went to go get my nails done, like, because I don't usually mm-hmm. go get them done. I got like the longer fake nails, and I came mm-hmm. home, um, and my boyfriend was like, "What are those?" <laughs> I'm like, "What do you mean? Like, they look good." And he was like, "You can't even put your earrings on. Like, <laughs> like, what are you doing? You're gonna like cut your finger when you're chopping lettuce for dinner. Like, what is this?" <laughs> and I'm just like, "Listen, though, like, and and normally, I I was thinking, oh, because mm-hmm. he doesn't." like them that should be my only like right. I shouldn't want to wear them now right but then I'm like I literally booked an appointment for tomorrow yeah <laughs> to go get my nails filled and I went what because in my mind I go yeah. no no the only reason I want to dress up look good is for your man la, la. Yeah. but that's exactly why is mm-hmm. because other women will look and go oh she's got her nails done she takes yeah. care of herself maybe she's got money or she's doing this and that is like a hundred percent what we do and I caught mm-hmm. myself doing it mm-hmm. and I went hmm it's is this actually what I want because it makes me feel good or mm-hmm. is this good what point. I'm doing I love that because other other women are watching and I think that's a good one because I think as a woman it's very important to take care of yourself and do things that make you feel yes. um feel good whether mm-hmm. that's like taking a long bath, going to Mm -hmm. yoga, getting your nails done Mm -hmm. does not make it vain, does not Mm -hmm. make it anything like that. But the minute I think that you start doing it for other women, Mm -hmm. which I call myself Mm -hmm. doing, I went, oh, this, this actually isn't serving me. This is doing the opposite. I'm like letting this spirit of like comparison and all these things, Mm -hmm. which you pointed out before blocks the inspiration from coming in Mm -hmm. because I have my guard up now. I'm like, oh, I got to get my nails done. I got to look this way, that way for other women. So I look like enough. Mm -hmm. And then if you like, that's kind of dark so that I am enough. Like, no, 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 you're enough as you are. And I think allowing yourself to be uncomfortable um, and figuring out that you are enough and Mm -hmm. feeling that and getting to that place is so important. And I think Mm -hmm. way back to the beginning of the podcast, when we talked about phones, Mm -hmm. I think phones is a great way. And all of you were saying the overstimulation is a great Mm -hmm. way to block you Mm -hmm. from feeling uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And instead of letting yourself go through the uncomfortability, just keep masking Mm -hmm. it up with the next thing. Right. And it's not just phones, right? It's alcohol, people Mm -hmm. pleasing food, Mm -hmm. like everyone's got their own kind of vice. Um, exercise totally but I think having a vice too it's not the end it's not the worst thing in the world if you kind of know what it is and you work with it Mm -hmm. and then you also can work around that and not just use it all the time to mask something Mm -hmm. but you can actually kind of why you're doing it dive in having the awareness I'm doing this because but I'm doing this to get past it or I'm doing this to get just conscious it's a a conscious awareness it's like okay yeah I'm drinking this alcohol I'm shopping online or I'm getting my nails and I'm just conscious. And it's always just asking the questions mm-hmm. to self. Hey, what's this for? What's this for? Is right. this good for me? Am I going to... And and then owning it. Mm-hmm. So it's like... Love that. Yeah. It's like, hey, I'm, I I got my boobs done. I got my hair done. I got my nails done. And I who did I do that for? For me. And actually, yeah. ideally, mm-hmm. making the choice ahead of time it, from that place of this is mm-hmm. for me and, and it really doesn't matter to me right. who likes it, who doesn't. I like, there's, there's something that um, 
Eckhart Tolle says in The Power of Now. And and I've held on to it forever. And it's sort of a concept. I'm not going to quote him. But the concept is uh, not allowing, or basically, yeah, not allowing a, a compliment to be a big deal. Mm-hmm. Also, doesn't when you don't allow the compliment to be a big deal, you also don't have such an attachment to someone not... The negative. The negative, right. Yeah. So it leaves a bit of a neutrality mm-hmm. in somebody that, wow, I like your hair, I like your makeup, mm-hmm. well, Crystal, mm-hmm. you look great today. Well, thanks. Mm-hmm. And how I'm feeling about it mm-hmm. in myself is okay. Right. Yeah. Well, receiving it, it's important to receive, receive it, it. Yeah. you know, not just blow it off because yeah. that yeah. tells us, you know, other things. Yeah. 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 But to receive it, but not to make it your identity of, I need that compliment. Yes. There's a difference. It's, it's, you know, we can go into codependency and all those things, but it's the difference <laughs> sure. between exactly. needing something and wanting something. I mean, we mm-hmm. all want to be noticed. We all want to be, you know, loved and acknowledged and all of those things but there's a difference between i want to be in a relationship where people acknowledge me and and appreciate me and i need Needed. them yes. to acknowledge yeah. me and appreciate yeah. me because the then i'm going to modify my behaviors and maybe even manipulate to get that outcome yes, right exactly wow. um who we are how we dress what we say it all is of those things. a codependency conversation yeah, mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. so my question then <clears throat> again like you were saying around self-confidence mm-hmm. self-esteem what we can do for ourselves, but I'm also obviously what we're bringing up here too is what can we do as women for mm-hmm. each other? Oh, good point. Love that because Love this yeah. is obviously part of like I, I shifting now. That. However, we got here with the you know women's movement, and you know I feel like the pendulum's gone so far that it becomes like this competition with women when mm-hmm. really the nature is to be let's let's come together, care for right? each the other. Strength mm-hmm. is is women together, mm-hmm. not yeah. singled out, right? So yeah. how can we cultivate that both within ourselves, um, and how can we support, like especially like the generation, mm-hmm. your generation? Mm-hmm. How yeah. can we support you in that? Yeah, um, but also uh, collectively as women, uh, what are the solutions? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's so interesting. You said that about like how we're supposed to be building each other mm-hmm. up. Because as soon as you said that, I felt like this actually like this peace in my body, and it brought me back to like. I think Mm -hmm. I went to Bible camp a long time Mm -hmm. ago and that was like the one time that I felt like all of us were there just building each other up and supporting Mm -hmm. each other Mm -hmm. and there was none of like the bullshit excuse my language there was none of of this like drama drama and Mm -hmm. stuff that's unneeded and unnecessary and that's like the most beautiful thing and I do I Mm -hmm. think um, that that is the true feminine like nature like if you really tap into like um, who you are as a woman and that mm-hmm. softness that you have, I really think that you can find that. And mm-hmm. and through that, then you can heal yourself and then you can help to not judge yourself and not judge other mm-hmm. women, women and just be there and be that safe space for people. Because I really do think that's what like women, a huge part of our role is in, and in the, in this society is to create places for people to come. At least that's what mm-hmm. I know. Like I want to have a home and I'm starting to create one where I want anyone to feel free to come in the door and feel safe, mm-hmm. welcome, nurtured. Mm-hmm. Can I get you a cup of tea? Mm-hmm. Like my great grandma was super like that. Mm-hmm. And my grandma, it's like, come over, no judgment. Mm-hmm. Let's sit on the couch, have a glass of wine, have mm-hmm. a tea. And let's just get down to talking about you Connection. and no phones, n- none of this. And, um, 
Mm. I think that's so important. And I think where we've lost that is what you said about the pendulum swing in the women's movement and in femi- uh, like the feminist movement. Um, it just, it has swung too far to one way I personally believe in our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, it's like kind of creating a container for women and, um, like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. label attachment. Mm-hmm. And it's making a lot of women angry, man hating, all these certain things that I just feel do not come out of a place of love, yeah, inspiration don't. or of God. Yeah, and I, I think that it's really great. I got to be careful. I talk about this because I don't want to, uh, Why? offend Don't anyone care, too dude, much hey, but uh, yeah but just I be authentic I think that it's great that like we got to a place as women where like we can now we can vote we can drive cars we can have equal opportunities mm-hmm. that was not at least from my historical knowledge who knows now everything yeah. you look at with information I don't even know fully what's what's true, what's true and what's not but yeah. from my perception at this point as a 19 year old I understand and have been taught that that's the way it was um but also that it was a humanity problem, mm-hmm. um, not just a woman and man, yeah. and the suppression of women. Because mm-hmm. back, like in like the Great Depression or all these different things, people had to go through some hard shit. Like there yeah. was the war. Mm-hmm. If you talk to your grandparents, it was like, no, no, no. Someone had to like raise the babies, and someone had to go make money. Yeah. And that's just like literally was survival. Yeah. And a lot of the time, survival was harder back then. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of the times we look and we go, "Oh, men were such the problem," and la la la. And I really don't think so. I think it was everyone was trying to do the best that they could. Mm-hmm. And there are individual cases though where, mm-hmm. of course, men mm-hmm. are abusive or blah blah blah. But that still happens today. Oh yeah. And now because of the feminist movement though, and and all of these things I think that actually we forget about the individual cases that do happen I remember even five ten years ago being younger and being hearing these stories about women that actually had to like flee their home Mm -hmm. have a separate bank account and take their babies out Mm -hmm. and I don't hear any of those stories anymore all I hear is like raw raw empowered woman um be a boss babe but then you're like on your face like drunk passed out in an alley every night (laughs) and like wishing that you had a man to protect you but you Um, won't because you're in this mindset of this is what a woman a liberated woman is and like cardi b like taking half her clothes off on the stage and it's like that energy is not a true feminine energy but that's what culture is calling femininity i would i would say that um all of that first of all thank you Mm -hmm. there's lots of stuff in there that i'm like okay wait i I want to but i think one of the biggest things out of that too is the guarded traumatized feminine Mm -hmm. and we keep saying women but it's the guarded traumatized feminine and you know where we've gone with that so i think uh again i i we we have you know another 20 minutes or something Mm -hmm. on this podcast and i really want to shift back into um because we're all going Mm -hmm. we're we're all sort of going to the same thing Mm -hmm. um where where do we let the guards down? Mm-hmm. How do we let the guards down? How do we actually um, heal the trauma? Mm-hmm. How do we actually, where do we go back to what cultivates self-love, self-esteem? Because here's the thing, no matter what scenario we are in as an individual human being mm-hmm. and then a feminine woman, and I'm learning mm-hmm. these things, I'm unlearning how to actually be a man (laughs) all my life really um it's been it's been a journey but the thing is you know letting that guard down and being a little bit more soft and feminine really comes back to feeling safe Mm -hmm. in vulnerability Mm -hmm. like you said i want to i want a man to make me feel safe Mm -hmm. but 
we don't we don't need a man to feel safe. Yeah. Meaning, if I go back to it and I think, okay, no, me as an individual human being, this is how I feel safe mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. And then having a masculine role, masculine man, whatever, mm-hmm. somebody who's in has that sense about them, lets me be able to be in my feminine a little bit more mm-hmm. because I don't need to take care of it myself, mm-hmm. right? Well, isn't it about, wow. like, as you were saying that, Haley, too, um, I appreciate your perspective on those things because it's, helpful sometimes again mm-hmm. you know generationally we do have different perspectives mm-hmm. on so many things and not 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 an alignment but just mm-hmm. it's always interesting to hear um <clears throat> but i'm wondering mm-hmm. you know in, in this process because i do think there is you know historically women have been suppressed and mm-hmm. oppressed you know True. for centuries absolutely mm-hmm. um and and was justified through all sorts of crazy measures whether yeah. it was religious or whatever um, but it's almost like rather than women being acknowledged and accepted for who they were, women felt they had to change to be accepted. Mm-hmm. So that's where that pendulum went. It was wow. like, well, then I have to become more masculine, more independent. Um, I don't need a man um, in order to you know, get those things that we weren't getting as being a caring, nurturing, loving. Being in competition, you know, mm-hmm. right. decisive. You know, so I think where, you know, what, I'm, what I'm hearing, the undercurrent of what you guys are saying, too, is that mm-hmm. it's actually about bra- embracing um, ourselves as women mm-hmm. and being okay with that, like being okay with being vulnerable, mm-hmm. being okay with mm-hmm. identifying in our... Um, you know, creative, sometimes in flow, maybe mm-hmm. not as, you know, consistent and efficient. No. <laughs> um, <Never me>. <laughs> but actually, but also like, you, you know, it's not a matter of saying, hey, you know, you're not allowed to get your nails done. You know, you shouldn't, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, if you're, you know, dressing with anything that's, you know, it's not, again, that pendulum goes back again. It's yeah. not about suppressing a woman's expression of however right. they feel they need to express themselves in it's about um how do we just acknowledge that we don't actually have to change who we are Mm. in order to get those things that we feel you know whether that be acceptance love or it's about being interdependent obviously Mm. in the whole codependency discussion (laughs) it's not that we don't want to be loved and accepted but it's we don't need it Mm -hmm. right yeah i don't need a man but I, I want a man yeah. in my life, right? right? Um, so, I, you know, that's the part I think, again, it's, and I don't know if I'm explaining it fully, but, like, I'm trying to encompass is, like, being okay with being a woman, however that, you know, what, not feeling like we have to change who we are for any reason, cultural mm-hmm. expectation, you know, other women's expectation. Right. Mm-hmm. Social, um, social right. media is a, you know, influence. Right. Yeah. Um, maybe career expectations, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes mm-hmm. depending on maybe you're really interested in finance or you're really interested in accounting or, or something that, you know, a firefighter or, mm-hmm. or whatever that, you know, maybe historically has been more masculine, masculine. dominated mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you don't have to change yourself to fit into that. Mm-hmm. You can bring yourself to that, mm. right? Good point. Oh, I love that. Yes, good point. Wow. So that that's more of, it's actually honoring the differences and that we bring different things to the table in different situations, but that's purposeful. We're not meant to be the same mm-hmm. um, because that's why there's, there's complement, 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that we're all meant to be in the middle. There, there, there is polarity in things, but it's because we all bring different things to the table, mm-hmm. different gifts, different ideas, different. Um, so that's my question: is how do we cultivate that? How do we yeah. support mm. that in in young girls, particularly because they're you know when I think about it, they're the future. Right, mm-hmm. they're the ones that are going to create the culture going forward. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they're right? establishing this the foundation. Exactly. I think um, if we go back to, I mean, how old are your girls, Alana? Um, almost ten and thirteen. Mm-hmm. They're amazing, <laughs> and they get to meet my nephews. But and again, if we go back to giving some, you know, insight to how to cultivate that. So, so let's just say someone who's 12, 10, 14, 16, 18, whatever decides, "Hey, I'm going to get rid of these things. I'm going to actually not get on social media as much. Mm-hmm. I'm going to actually take some time to ground myself. I'm going to go do I'm going to get rid of some like you were saying, mm-hmm. get rid of some of the things that are influencing me in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to start to hang out and surround myself with people that are better for me, whatever or even just detox the stuff, but then you're left with an emptiness. You're left with a void because all of that filled up something, right? Mm -hmm. So in that void, in that emptiness, what would a person do to help cultivate self-love and Mm self-esteem as a, 11 year old, Mm -hmm. as a 12 year old, as a 16 year old. So what Mm -hmm. do you think? Like, well, yeah, I can, I mean, part of that, I agree. I don't know if my 10 year old, if I said, I want you to be very conscious and not go on your screen right now, <laughs> she'd be like, Mom, really? <laughs> um, although she'd probably do whatever I asked her, but I would be, you know, I don't know. You're right. There's yeah. a void. There's a, a board now. Um, I think, obviously, that's where, you know, we have to lead by example, which means I got to turn my phone off, which mm. means I, you know, I have to be engaged. Mm. Um, and it's teaching, like being present being mm-hmm. you know uh, modeling what it is that I'm wanting them to create mm-hmm. um, but to me I think confidence comes from you know both challenging ourselves and things that maybe we don't overly that we feel vulnerable in mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so like you know I have a, a story from my oldest daughter who I knew she liked basketball and she wanted to try basketball, mm-hmm. but she was terrified to go mm-hmm. to practice. It was the first year that she was going to be able to play basketball at school. And um, we talked about it for a week and she was <laughs> so stressed out about it and she was not sleeping well and she was crying over it. And I said, honey, I really think you need to go. Um, and she was just thought I was the worst mother in the world. And there were moments that I thought I was the worst mother in the world. But I was like, you know what? If I just get her to experience it, even if she doesn't continue with it, yeah. it's an accomplishment, right? Mm-hmm. And that's how we instill confidence. Yeah. And like, yeah, I faced that challenge mm-hmm. and I overcame it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the week comes, she's, you know, I show up at school because I was like, I'm going to be there so that I can send her off. And, <laughs> and in fact, she said she wasn't going, but I said, no, Rob, I'm going to go pick her up. And then she jumped in the car, and I'm like, you're going to go to practice. You're going to try out. And she's like, no, I'm not going. I'm like, yeah, you are. And Mm. she's, of course, bawling. And I take her hand, and we go inside. And she's just feeling really uncomfortable and really upset. And I talked Mm -hmm. to the coach, and I said, you know, she's a little bit nervous about doing this. Anyways, she did it, and Mm -hmm. she comes in an hour and a half later, or whatever it was, and she's Mm -hmm. like, Mom, I just have to say, I'm so thankful that you made me do that. Mm -hmm. She's like, you know, makes brings tears to my eyes because she, it was just one of those moments where you have to make that discernment around, mm-hmm. is this pushing them to a point where 
it's beyond their capacity mm-hmm. or is it they need a little bit of a push through they their need, fear right yeah, they need the to fear. overcome that yeah. you know now she's played volleyball she yeah. played basketball and yeah. she, you know that's a fear that she overcame and yeah. it wasn't because in her mind it was terrifying mm-hmm. but sometimes we have to have that wisdom of when do we need to really encourage somebody to step into that vulnerability mm-hmm. and overcome something whether or not she wanted to go back again right, right? i think also is a big Thing around courage, cultivating courage, and mm-hmm. self because self esteem comes from the practice of right the practice of the right. your vulnerability pushing through it pushing through fear whatever mm-hmm. is um, is being okay to fail mm-hmm. because I mean that was a good story about the fact that it was she succeeded and right. she did good and and she felt confident and whatever but I've done many things where I push myself into a uncomfortable circumstance whatever and it went sideways I'm like ah. Okay, that didn't work, but who am I? So isn't that how we define success? What's that? Well, you said sometimes it's the outcome is that it was a, you know, great that if, but how are we defining success? Is success that she joins the basketball team or success that she showed up that day? Yeah, she did it. Yeah, And that she did it regardless of whether she continued. Exactly. And I think sometimes that's where we need to reframe what we're defining success as. Is it that we got that outcome we were looking for or is it that we just showed up? And you did it. And we like, because sometimes like the things that I've, that's caused me to grow the most was just like being completely vulnerable and asking for help in a situation mm-hmm. or, you know, like really like saying, I don't know how to do this and being vulnerable in that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't so much that the, you know, this, the advice or the circumstance was paramount, but it was mm-hmm. actually bringing me to a point where I was in total trust and vulnerability that, that, it, that if I didn't bring myself to that point, I wasn't going to be able to overcome it. So where in some of your upbringing, in some of your experiences where you can say, hey, you know, this is, this is where I started to learn how to be self-confident and self mm. and courageous. Where, yeah. Do you have any, any memories, I mean, any ideas, mm-hmm. give an example of? The hard part is as you're learning it, when you have, you know, when you have great support, you don't even yeah. know what that support is actually doing for mm-hmm. you. You know, you're like, well, my parents taught me this way and that was the way that I learned. And, you yeah. know, cause I'm thinking, how did I learn? You know, mm-hmm. well, I learned cause I fell off my motorbike five times and dad said, get back up. That was good. I'm like, Oh, okay. Thank you. Right. You know, where my brothers, you know, we were boxing each other and I beat them up in the ring and that, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they beat yeah. me. Eventually they beat me. But. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like, courage is really yeah it's really interesting um growing up I came one memory that really stands out to me is when my parents divorced my dad lived in a car lot in the parking lot in a trailer and because that's all we had he can somehow convince the car dealership he's going to work there and he's going to have this trailer and so that when he had me on the weekends I could go and we could stay in the trailer and we just lived in this little trailer on the side of the highway right across from the gas station and I'd go there and we would just like make up imaginary things okay. and games okay. to make it fun. Okay. Um, to make we go over to the gas station and we get little snacks and like mm-hmm. he'd give me a bath in the bathtub and we'd pretend there's like sharks in it or we'd go play spy mm-hmm. games around the corner by the orchard when he had his 30 minute lunch break or whatever, right? Um, and I think as a kid, teaching a child how to use their imagination mm. and how to make the best out of a situation will mm. they will use that for their entire good life point. and always come back to it because it was like even though we were in this really hard spot and mm. like he was like 
just devastated and destroyed. Of course, he just had a divorce, no money. He lost his career too. And um, mm. it was like, no, what's the attitude though? Mm. Yeah. What, what is our attitude while we're in this? Mm. Is it pity? No, it's we're, we're here now. Mm-hmm. How are we going to get out of it? It's all this perception. Mm. Um, and my uncle, he was in a wheelchair and a mm. quad on life support. And my mom um, helped like support him and did most of his care and all that. And seeing her um, not only support him, but then my uncle be like, no, he always wanted to keep going and keep living even in that, that state. Like he couldn't speak, but he was all mentally there. So he was a prisoner to his own body. And Mm -hmm. he'd just say, no, like, this is my story. This is where I'm at. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to pull the plug because Mm -hmm. this is where I am and Mm -hmm. I'm going to trust and surrender. And I think trusting and surrendering to God, like people always say, surrender to God. And that's great. But if you can't surrender to yourself, mm-hmm. you it's, I think it's kind of impossible to surrender to God. Like, mm-hmm. cause I've tried, like you try in your head, oh, I'll surrender to him. I'll, but then you're, you're fighting yourself so much that it's mm-hmm. like, and judging yourself so much that it, it feels impossible. So mm-hmm. I think having that attitude and raising your kids, like whether or not they go through like trauma that you, you teach them how to have a great attitude for it or whether it's just a stable home and you teach them everyone has their own story and what our attitude is in each situation, even if it's a little one in the grocery store, someone cuts in front of you at the red light or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, right? Mm -hmm. Teaching them, hey, no, this is the attitude that we take life on because I kind of think that's the blueprint in which you'll do everything. And then Mm -hmm. when you're out of alignment Mm -hmm. um, of that that attitude that you've been raised with, you're going to go, mm-hmm. hmm, something doesn't feel right. And even if it takes you years to come back to, I think people will come mm-hmm. back to that mm-hmm. attitude of everyone's got their own story. Everyone is broken and needs God and needs that healing. And I can be a humble human being who doesn't mm-hmm. have all the answers and I can have an attitude towards getting to greatness even if, and be resourceful mm-hmm. even if I'm at the bottom and life mm-hmm. has smacked me in the face instead of going oh life smacked me I have this label or mm-hmm. oh I'm down on the ground it's like no I actually am down on the ground mm-hmm. but like how can I get to the next mm-hmm. the next that's place that's like yeah. that pursuit of happiness movie I watched that the other the job. other night and the dad's like on the ground in the subway bathroom stall with the door closed and the guy starts banging on the door and he's like crying and shaking and holding his little boy mm-hmm. and it's like there are so many times in that movie I'm watching I'm like he could just so easily break he could be another statistic mm-hmm. of a man who lost their kid mm-hmm. like did the business thing go on drugs go on the streets cope with the pain have the child taken away mm-hmm. but he was like no that's yeah. that's actually not how this story's gonna end yeah, yeah. and that attitude and you see all these hard things the little boy goes through like mm-hmm. he had yelled at him once like shut up because but he had to for survival like mm-hmm. there were certain things that happened but then they had this imagination they cultivated in the bottom of the subway station mm-hmm. And seeing that, I'm like, that little boy's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. When he grows up, he's going to have some serious things to work through. But he's going to have, yeah, exactly, some tools tools to to actually work through the trauma Mm -hmm. he experienced and his mom leaving and la, 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 because of what his dad showed him Mm -hmm. and the attitude that they had and going through the homeless shelter. Like, he'll have this humility for the rest of his life and this attitude that he can always tap into even if he feels far away from it. Mm -hmm. So I think that Mm -hmm. mindset, that theme, raising your children with that, no matter what your circumstances, circumstances mm-hmm. they're going to be fine That's so what I as think. a oh man hey there's so many good stuff i love mm-hmm. it i just sit here and i'm like mm. <laughs> good. um would as a 15 16 and 17 year old woman mm-hmm. young woman mm-hmm. listening to this what would we be able to give 
her as tools mm-hmm. that are personal. Like, mm-hmm. hey, these are the tools that I... That one is obviously attitude. Because let's just say that 15, 16, 17-year-old woman doesn't have... Um, doesn't have a support system, doesn't right. have mm-hmm. the parents, doesn't have the somebody saying, hey, no, that's okay, and da da da, da. Mm-hmm. Cultivating those w- things. What would be, yeah. you know, how do you cultivate in yourself? Like, mm-hmm. like how do you create? So what would be your advice to yeah. Yeah. people in, in your generation mm-hmm. in, yeah. in that season, in that time? Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. I would say we really need people in connection, right? Yeah. No matter how great our True. parents are, our community, you know, your upbringing is, how bad it is. It doesn't matter. Everyone needs connection outside of their family, I think, and getting inspiration and mentorship. And I think that was huge. Like where I felt peace is missing, whether it was like, Mm -hmm. okay, now I'm at this spot in my musical ability. Okay. Um, this is the way my family perceives this religious construct. It's not working for me. Where where else can I go to get that and get that mentorship and support? And yeah. I think being open to that and yeah. to getting wisdom from other people while at the same time, though, keeping your autonomy. Because that's kind of where I went wrong a few times was like, I would do that, but then I would be so like, oh, everyone else knows the answer mm-hmm. that I couldn't come back to the truth. Because I, I believe there is subjective truth and objective truth. And mm-hmm. I think for our whole life, we're just swinging on that pendulum, mm-hmm. finding out what the objective truth is. And I think sometimes to get to the objective truth, you have to go through a subjective truth experience mm-hmm. for yourself to even reach that and that that's actually an okay thing that some mm-hmm. people have to do, but that's often shamed mm-hmm. by like religious community or, or people and stuff. And, um, I, yeah, I just really think that's going, a good point. Yeah, so reaching out, going creating. to other people, creating that community, mm-hmm. um, of people who also think differently than you. True. I think good reaching point. out to someone who like, sometimes I, even with crystal, mm-hmm. I'll have conversations <laughs> and I go, Oh, like, <laughs> like no. And I'll like actually get a little bit like uppity, like that can't be true, but it's challenging me. And that is a mm-hmm. good thing. Instead mm-hmm. of going, that creates a bit of doubt in my line of thinking run. Yeah. Okay. No, that creates doubt. Why? Yeah. Let me work through that. Do mm-hmm. I, is she, do I feel like that's objective truth or do I feel like that's coming from her subjective right. experience? Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. I got to work through that and figure it out. And that's always, I think the way that you make it. And when you said, when you get rid of all those things and you're left with nothing, really Mm -hmm. all the voids are gone. I think when you're at your, like on the bathroom floor Mm -hmm. crying, that's when you, that's when you finally make it is because everything, the distractions away and no voids are there and you're forced to go like, Hey, I'm a human. This Mm -hmm. is my humanness. This is like, and I think where I am, um, the it's, it's, when we come back to our truth, you know, so it's like, it's like me throwing some stuff at you that is really out out of the ordinary for you and you going, okay, I'm going to listen to that, Mm -hmm. but I don't have to take it on, but I'm going to hear it. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to just, I'm going to let it filter through my own truth and decide what I'm going to keep and what I'm not for Mm -hmm. me, for me in this scenario, um, is being able to hear the information and not take it on but Mm -hmm. just decide Mm -hmm. i'm gonna let that filter and maybe it doesn't resonate now maybe it resonates Mm -hmm. at some point or another but just to not let it stick Mm -hmm. unless you decide that it's for you right so i think that's a really good point is yeah yeah and i think what you're saying there um maybe to say in a different way is just being really mindful of who you're surrounding yourself with Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. are they just reinforcing you know, your lifestyle, your belief systems, your mm-hmm. um, maybe stuckness even, um, or are, you know, who are you choosing? Because I think, you know, when people are going through hard times, really needing to understand you are 
a reflection of the people you hang out with because they become your meter stick. They become Mm -hmm. who you measure life by. You know, you might Mm -hmm. feel like, oh, I'm the, you know, the most successful in my group of friends, so therefore I'm good. Or Mm -hmm. I'm the most together or I'm the most, I don't know, conscious or fit or whatever Mm -hmm. we like to define. So again, comparison, right? Mm -hmm. We always feel like... Um, you know, we are really a reflection of the people we hang out with. So then, mm-hmm. of course, we need to ask ourselves, who are we hanging out with? Yeah. Is that beneficial? Is that helpful? Mm-hmm. Do I have people that can challenge me and speak, you know, speak mm-hmm. life into me and, and maybe sometimes confront me in things that maybe I'm not doing well? And, and then am I able to receive that mm-hmm. and not just get offended and, you know, leave, yeah. right? I think, I think in, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Are you sure? No, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say another big thing, especially to that age group you were saying, 13, 14, 15, 16-year-old girls. My little sister, I have a sister, yeah. she's 14, and I always encourage her, and I say, because she'll ask me a lot of the time what I think and what she should do, and I say, what do you think? Mm-hmm. What do you feel you should do? Mm-hmm. That's why I'm asking you, and I go, but I'm not always going to be here yeah. like to give yeah. you the answer, and and how do you know my answer's correct? Mm-hmm. I like That's a lot of pressure for me to be your lit, litmus test, mm-hmm. and I think oftentimes we take it on to be other people's litmus mm-hmm. tests, especially as women. Um, I know I do, and, and um, I think that's a, not a good cycle to have, to mm-hmm. say, this person's my litmus test and I'm theirs and going down the line that way because I think you can get so stuck in that so what I kind of say is okay what feels like God because I go like God is my main Mm -hmm. litmus test and peace Mm -hmm. I say okay does this give you is this make you anxious guilt like what are you feeling when you're doing this wanting to do this associating are you confused then it's not God Mm -hmm. God operates out of a place of peace and love so Mm -hmm. you know what everything could you could have a job that you're going to apply for and everything could seem perfect and check off every single box Mm -hmm. and you don't have peace about it Mm -hmm. hmm I always go, okay, either this isn't meant to be and I just need to trust my intuition on this or I have some sort of fear, self-destructive spirit, hindrance. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I say that spirit, it's just things in myself that Mm -hmm. I need to work through and work out. And Mm -hmm. I go, okay, which one is it? Mm -hmm. And I'm not willing to die on this hill. Maybe this isn't the way to do it, but this is how I've been is like, okay, this is either not from God or I'm in my own way right now. Yeah, and once I, point. once I get rid of the certain things that would be in my own way, if mm-hmm. I still don't feel peace about it, I'm like no fly zone. Yeah. And I think oftentimes too, <laughs> as women zone. and the comparing thing mm-hmm. and stuff, it's like, well, everyone else is doing this. Yeah. And it's this fear of, well, if I don't like, what if I'm wrong? And it's like, no, no, no. It's the woman that like stood up and was like, no, actually I, I'm not going to do that. I am going to say no. I'm not mm-hmm. going to go to this event. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, um, do something every time I'm asked to for, right the approval of other people. I need the approval of myself Mm -hmm. and yourself and God and God who's in you. Right. Mm -hmm. I think oftentimes too, I know as a woman, I think, Oh, God's approval is very important. And God's shown in that masculine form, Mm -hmm. usually as a Christian background. And then that stems to like your dad's approval too. Mm -hmm. That's something huge I've had to work through and, um, realizing instead of thinking about God as this outward thing Mm -hmm. and Jesus being up in the sky Mm -hmm. going, no, no, he's actually, it's actually inside of me. Mm-hmm. So uh, if I feel approval inside and an actual peace, not a this mm-hmm. is what should bring me peace, so I have peace. No, 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 an actual calm and stillness, peace, joy from the Lord. That means I've got the approval because yeah. it's it's that's actually yes. inside of me. That's, that's a, a yes. yes. That yeah, is, that's... I'm going on the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. So I think encouraging 
like to sum that up, encouraging women or like young women, you're mm-hmm. saying to get the help you mm-hmm. need from others, challenging your beliefs in that community without losing your autonomy, yeah. not becoming codependent and thinking the answers are all outside. Mm-hmm. Even when I teach vocal lessons, it's like that note you're trying to hit. It's even in your body language. You'll like, they'll put their chin out mm-hmm. and you tuck your chin in mm-hmm. because you're just straining your voice and yourself, mm-hmm. but it's because you're looking outward uh-huh. for that, for the vocal note. And mm-hmm. as soon as I started going, no, all of the notes I need, the technique, it's actually all inside of my body mm-hmm. and you go inward. Then that's when like the magic starts to happen mm-hmm. and everyone feels whatever you're singing and cultivating. Um, so I think it's, yeah, getting that community and then trusting your own intuition mm-hmm. and knowing that what you have is inside of you, mm-hmm. but as well, it's from God, but that God isn't up in the sky. God is within you mm-hmm. and you might feel him through external things, whether it's mm-hmm. worship, church, like going for a walk in nature, mm-hmm. meditating, breathing, mm-hmm. like he works yeah. through everything god mm-hmm. doesn't just work through oh a sign like mm-hmm. i prayed and this happened or mm-hmm. this right. miracle happened those things are great and god does use that but i think the mystery of god is when you realize my breath in my lungs right now mm-hmm. that's god yes. the fact mm-hmm. that this wor- like gravity doesn't just stop mm-hmm. that's god <laughs> like the fact that the sun's shining is god the mm-hmm. fact that i was born where i was is god mm-hmm. and it was a divine plan so I think knowing that too, if anyone or any girls are listening to this mm-hmm. and you feel hopeless, like I was abused as a little girl, mm-hmm. I was raped. They're, like we go through hard things mm-hmm. as human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, but knowing that it's not that God inflicted that on you, but you were put in that that circumstance because it's a fallen world. But mm-hmm. you can walk through that and God has like this sovereign plan mm-hmm. for you. And mm-hmm. that plan isn't it just works out how it's supposed mm-hmm. to. It's not, you don't have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. It's within you, but knowing that you can't miss the plan, mm-hmm. like you cannot miss the plan no for FOMO. your life. There's no <laughs> FOMO. Yeah. yeah. I just don't think there is, and there should be any FOMO and you just can't miss it. You I really can't. I th- I, Haley, and again, I think, wow. Um, the way that you describe it. So, I, I mean, I, I, and you guys all know this. I don't. I spent not a lot of time in church and reading Bibles and whatever. But I. But I've lived like you're talking about, mm-hmm. right? Like I, and and at the same time, when you when you talk about it in that way, I think the fullness of so there's the plan, there's the hardships, there's the challenges, there's the things that we're going through um, in our lives that aren't so easy. Mm-hmm. It's as we are going through that, living that to the fullest capacity that we can with our own conviction through that through our truth which is god Mm -hmm. you know so so as we cultivate that base of language within our body within ourself within our understanding Mm -hmm. of what's yes what's no what's god what's not i think that's a huge part of it is cultivating that language within yourself that understanding within yourself Mm -hmm. and practicing that saying hey what does this feel like like actually just know what no feels like what what yes feels mm, like, right. what Absolutely. loves feel like, what resistance feels like. Right. Practicing that and getting to know that is going to guide you Clarity. through every single circumstance, beautiful, mm-hmm. gorgeous, and challenging and hard. Mm-hmm. And even in the challenging and the hard, it buffers how drastic that is. It wow. buffers, the, you know, I mean, even so the, the scenarios where people are are you know, molested and raped and whatever, potentially, and this is what I used to teach women in women's self-defense classes mm-hmm. when I was younger, I mean, I was 15 teaching women's mm-hmm. self-defense classes as a black mm-hmm. belt in Taekwondo to adults. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, don't walk on that side of the road. You know, don't take five bags of groceries to your grocery to- to your car when it's dark out. 
Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's listen to the yeses. Listen to the things that keep you safe, keep you vital, keep you thriving. Intuition. Mm-hmm. Your intuition. You know, make sure that you're in scenarios making the decisions that feel right. If you mm-hmm. go against it, then you, then you leave open the opposition mm-hmm. to yeah. do its thing. And so. what you're saying, I mean, really, it's cultivating intuition, yes. which, um, yes, is 100% God speaking to you, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's also helping people, I think, especially uh, girls, um, young women, to really identify what that is, but also know that you're worthy of mm-hmm. all the things that your heart desires. True. Yeah. And that Very because, true. and as you start to cultivate that, you actually start to feel it too. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, God cares. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? When I have a sense, and I think, you know, this is part of go full circle, get rid of the distraction mm-hmm. because we're not going to get that mm-hmm. when we're distracted, mm-hmm. when exactly. we don't have time for ourselves, when exactly. we're not, yeah. you know, when we can't hear. Right. And so, you know, yeah. it's actually taking some ownership in that of mm-hmm. saying, you know what, if I'm really struggling with something, you know, I have to shut those things off. Mm-hmm. I actually have to. It, it is an adult decision to mm-hmm. say, you know what, I need to make good choices for myself so that I can get good answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. Right? Yeah. And good so point. I think, you know, children are incredibly intuitive by by nature. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I think we kind of breed it out of our kids. We say why it's wrong or why it's not acceptable or, mm-hmm. um, you know, we tell them that, no, that, you know, you're judging that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think we go push into logic, right? Mm -hmm. It's not about what you feel. It's about what makes sense. Yeah. And so I think we need to like, you know, that's a big part of this whole thing of, Mm -hmm. of creating, um, um, an understanding and an acceptance. Like it's okay. It's okay that you're sensitive to things or that you feel things or that you have this awareness of things. Like, in fact, cultivate that. Don't think that it's weird or crazy. Right. Mm -hmm. And that that's more of your, your sense of, of, of Mm. knowing rather than exactly looking Mm. for the external to always tell you uh, what you should be doing or what's the right answer. Mm -hmm. And I think like self-love too, like Crystal was saying Mm -hmm. is a huge one, especially as like women. And, um, I think like, here's, here's an example. Like oftentimes I'd be like, Oh, I knew like I, I knew what the right thing to do was, even if it's like a little thing and I didn't listen, like I had that actual like hunch or that inclination and then I beat myself up about it. Mm-hmm. But then if you beat yourself up about it, every time you do that, what's going to happen um, is that you're like, you're just going to keep operating in that space. Whereas instead going, oh shoot, I did that. Mm-hmm. I made that mistake or I didn't follow my intuition. Great. Now I know what what it feels like right. even more because I went against it. So it's just switching the whole thing going, right. mm-hmm. okay, I didn't do it, but now next time I'm going to be even closer right. to listening to God intuition. Um, what I'm supposed to do mm-hmm. for me, that voice, because I know what it feels like mm-hmm. when I go against mm-hmm. it and then I can begin to trust it. Exactly. And I'd love to even touch on like what you were saying about your self-defense classes and women is that such good, like, advice to follow that intuition and I think for a lot of young girls listening though too I know like things happen to girls when they're super young Mm -hmm. before they even um knew 
knew anything or even had an understanding of right and wrong and this and that. And because of that, then Mm -hmm. you go into your whole life questioning yourself, your intuition, Mm -hmm. what's right and wrong. And nothing can be because I couldn't make the right decision back then when Mm -hmm. I was little. And the blame always you take blame on as a kid, no matter what, Mm -hmm. when you don't understand. Um, So I think then coming out of that and working through it and going, okay, this is what it feels like to trust myself. This is what we, you talked a lot about safety as a woman. This Mm -hmm. is what it feels like to be safe in my own body. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't feel safe in your own body as a woman, you're going to continue to run and run and run. And yes, a man can help you Mm -hmm. with that. And like you were saying, Alana, that masculine energy, or maybe you were saying that um, Mm -hmm. to help you be naturally in your feminine is great. And that will help you 100%. But I think it's also doing the work yourself Mm -hmm. to allow yourself to let a man help you get there and then take the work on yourself Mm -hmm. because you there's only so much other people can do and your partner can do Mm -hmm. to help you get to that like that safe space like I think with your healing it's true that like certain no one can fully heal you but certain people can sure help you get there and can Mm -hmm. sure spark things in Mm -hmm. you that make you feel safe enough Mm -hmm. to go into that place of vulnerability whatever it might be to then come out the other side to be a woman with her head on her shoulders that can walk out fully confident Mm -hmm. saying yes when she wants to no when she doesn't drawing those boundaries and staying true to yourself yeah yeah you know what that's been um so awesome and i'm so, I mean, we could go, we could talk for hours, I'm sure. Uh, so we do. I, um, I, first of all, thank you so much for your insights today. Mm-hmm. It's been really awesome. And, and I'm sure, um, you know, that women of all ages are going to get something out of this. So mm-hmm. super appreciate that. Um, I want, I have kind of one final question and then I want you to kind of give us a little bit of, you know, if people want to, cause obviously you're an artist and yeah, I want to give exactly. everyone the opportunity to find you, to find you and listen. Yeah. You, I mean, you're so talented and, and, uh, obviously now they know your heart as well. Mm-hmm. True. Um, so I want just from a kind of a final question, I want you to just kind of answer, where do you, how do you want to see the future? Where do you mm-hmm. see that we can move and and where you want to move and maybe this is for your own personal but you can you know whether that's for women in general but you know yeah. just give me that you know your final how do you want this to move forward in 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 life right mm-hmm. I think like peace is a huge thing the first thing that comes to my mind which is not what I would have said even probably 6 months mm-hmm. ago um and having that peace, I remember one of my like really good friends, she's known me forever, her name's Brandy. She's been kind of a bit of a mentor off and on. And she called me one day and I'm just down on myself. I haven't done this and that and blah, blah, and being successful and how it's the most important thing, blah, blah. She goes, well, what is success? Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't in, fully answer. And I said a bit and she said, no, 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 that's what success is to you. Like what is actual success? How do you define it? Mm-hmm. And she was like, see, there's no fully full definition like we can kind of dance around whatever we want but she's saying when I look at you I'm like I have not like I see full success like I don't see like I think this why you're not feeling the success you're not letting yourself feel Mm -hmm. that you're not you don't have the peace that you need to Mm -hmm. even get to where the further places you Mm want to go like Mm -hmm. it's all within yourself and I'd say the biggest thing is like where I'd like to see myself go and other women is 
having that peace, operating Mm -hmm. out of a place of peace and love for yourself and no judgment for yourself and others mm-hmm. and that closeness yeah, yeah to god and in in every stage um and that intimacy intimacy in your relationships with yourself your partner your your family your friends your friends mm-hmm. god um all of those things and that no matter what life throws at you even if you go no this was the plan for my life i wanted to be this or that saying that could still happen, but it's okay that it's not right now. I'm actually where I'm at, and this is what needs to happen in my growth Good. to mm-hmm. bloom wherever I'm meant to bloom. Mm-hmm. So I think the biggest thing I'd say the takeaway is just having that peace and finding yourself, knowing mm-hmm. yourself, um, and not not being bombarded by the culture. Because I mm-hmm. think culture today is sub- subconsciously, you'd use that word, um, and inadvertently programming and teaching everyone to do the exact opposite it's rely on the system rely on what you're watching rely on your phone um rely on everything other than yourself and Mm -hmm. other people so i'd say once you get to that place then that's when success will come in your own life Mm -hmm. and everywhere so and then yeah you can find me on social media at Haley lewis music um i'm not putting out a whole lot of content lately Mm -hmm. because i've just been taking time to like Mm-hmm. If I didn't take this time, I wouldn't have had most of these thoughts <laughs> that True. I had on the podcast today. I probably would have had half of them. So mm-hmm. um, for me, I just took a step back and did Good. a lot of work and stuff. But I will Love be putting it. out music, hopefully, yeah. in the next little while. When it's inspired. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's a YouTube video, correct? Yeah, yeah. So the song's called Indestructible. I did a yeah. collaboration with RC the Rapper. We went to Ottawa um, for the convoy. And um, yeah, we wrote a song on the way back. Recorded so check it, that shot out. The it video. is amazing. Mm-hmm. It is amazing. Indestructible Such a great on YouTube. Yeah. Love awesome. the lyrics. Thank you so much. We're going to have you again. Oh, thank you oh, so yeah. much. Yeah, ladies. Absolutely. Such a good to. conversation. Yes. That was awesome. <laughs> so good. Thanks, cool. Alana. Hey, welcome to Be Your Brilliance podcast. <laughs>